Meanwhile, at Krakoan Pride. Cyclops making out with Wolverine in a harness? <gasps> Snicked. Meanwhile, at Fantastic Four Pride... Sue Storm, what are you doing here? I am here to shut this insanity down. That's right, I'm from a million invisible moms, and we are making sure that there is no Fantastic Four Pride today. Oh, shit. Wait, Sue? Johnny? What are, what are you doing here? Uh, My own brother is not... Is you, are, you a, are you a fudge packer? Not really. Um, you should probably just go before... Wait, um, who is standing behind you? Uh... Hey, Mom. Franklin? You're... LGBTQ, you're in the beginning. Well, uh, Mom, technically I'm an Omega. An Omega level queer. No! Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 185. We're punctuating pride with this episode, aren't we, Evil Jeff? That's right, everything's gay today in comic book queers. <laughs> Seriously, comic books were super gay lately, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about uh, all the gays on Krakoa. We're going to talk about some pride issues, and we're going to talk about our new bisexual MCU friend, Loki. And all of those um, things have homosexuality in it. They do. They do. Even the bisexuality has homosexuality in it. True. Yes. In one way, shape, or form. Evil Jeff, speaking of homosexuality, bisexuality, trisexuality, and Krakoa, uh, I believe, I know New York just had a big Pride weekend. Did LA? LA's Pride was a couple weeks ago. But oh, it was well, the week before. Drag. But it was the week before they opened everything up. So real pride is kind of happening now, <laughs> where all the bars are now opened. And I decided to go to my bar of choice, which is called Akbar. And I uh-huh. went out, and luckily it was during the day, so it was like everybody could be outside still, and it wasn't like crazy. You know, it wasn't like crazy. Uh, like crazy packed because it was like outside and and all that kind of stuff. But then nine o'clock rolls in and they had to usher everyone inside. How long do you think I last at that point? Oh, five minutes. Five minutes. Three blowjobs. Five minutes. (laughs) I didn't get any blowjobs. Five minutes. It was like I forgot that whole sardine packed, like where it takes you 10 minutes. Like, I need to go to the bathroom. And you're literally slithering your body through people. 
five minutes, I was like, um, there's something called the Delta variant, and I don't feel comfortable right now. Oh, and this is yeah. too much, and I'm out of here. And I literally was like, I just want to go to the bathroom. But by the time I got to the bathroom, I just texted my friends like, I'm out of here. This is insane. I can't do it. It's insane. That was my entire weekend. My entire weekend was in a sardine can. Even when I was outside with my hubs at the Pride Festival in Greenwich Village, it was still a sardine can. Like, the widest of streets, you still could not get through. Yeah, people don't With all the queer youth dancing. Yeah. People don't give a shit. And so I was like, let's go somewhere where you have to pay to get in. (laughs) Yeah. I can't be anywhere that's free. So we went to a new club on 8th Avenue called The Q. We went to a very classic, I feel like this is like a bygone tradition, the tea dance. Mm -hmm. Yes. We went to a Sunday afternoon tea dance. Um, So here's my fun pride story. We're at the bar. We come downstairs from the second floor and there's a super sexy guy at the bar right there at the door. Like when you like near the front door where you come down the stairs from the second floor, he is hanging out at the bar. He's got like, like one arm stretched in the air with like his hand behind his head, just given like armpit and like just stretching his sexy body wearing runner shorts with a fanny pack. It was Jake Shears. Oh, I had some celebrities of mine too. Oh, but you, you, well, I, um, do you know who just messaged me like two months ago? Jake Shears. You do know he's a fan of my jizz videos. Come the fuck on. No. And he messaged me recently about like he was rewatching a jizz video and was like, I miss these. And I'm like, I (gasps) love you. He's so cute. Stop. Yeah. Stop. I could have like I could have talked I was searching for something to talk to him about. You should have texted him me. Oh. You should have texted me. That's oh, the thing. We've never God. met in person though. We've never met in person. No, I did the oh, official song parody. I did the official song parody of Let's Have a Kiki called Let's <gasps> Have a Pee Pee. Oh Let's Have a Pee Pee. Um I Yeah, he's so beautiful. He's so cute. Oh, he's so cute. He's so cute in person. Oh my god. We we did eventually the like when we were leaving go up to him and be like, We love you. And he was like, Oh my god, happy pride. Um the celebrity that I um noticed was Chris Colfer from Glee showed up. <gasps> from Glee. Yeah. And oh. with the heavy set girl that was in Glee was there with him. So I'm like, oh, Amber they- Riley? No, 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 no. there was like oh. a white heavy set girl. And I was like, oh, apparently they just stayed friends throughout all of this. Oh, good for them. I wanted to just go up and be like, let's talk Leah Michelle. Oh, my God. I bet. How she did she hurt you? A nightmare. <laughs> you bet she's a nightmare. She is. Everyone has said she's a nightmare. Ugh. Anyway, uh, I will say, though, it also made me realize, like, I I forgot how I don't have any self-esteem. I walked in. There's all of these young, gorgeous, nubile bodies. Because I got, because a week ago, I was on uh, the Bald and the Beautiful podcast with Trixie and Katya. Please watch it on YouTube. You were fabulous. Um, The only problem is, after that, I gained so many followers on Instagram. And I got many marriage proposals. People saying they want, please come to Portugal and marry me. I got it in my head that what? I was beautiful. And then I showed up at a gay bar in person. No, not a single, no one. Evil. No one wanted did, anything to do with me. You read is so cute on that YouTube show. You you translate so well on YouTube. Yeah, but and you I'm know, sure but if you take the, the ginger, if you take life. the ginger outside in daylight, no, no. Oh, Gingers well. in daylight, run. But, uh, but of course I was wearing an uh, 
t-shirt of the of Trixie and Katya's show. And so people kept going up being like, oh my God, I love that show. And then of course I'd be like, I edit it. <laughs> like I helped make it. And then they'd be like, <gasps> and so then I, I, I got my fame from there. And then you step but into no, the daylight. But, did like, any, ah! but then none of them wanted to sleep with me. So, Well, they love you for your editing skills, sweetie. Well, but here's a question I have for you. When it comes to hitting on someone, are you oh. capable of hitting on no. someone if they no. have it? Okay, I can only hit on someone if they literally look me in the eyes and smile. Then I'm like, okay, I can come up to you I and can't talk. even do it then. Oh, really? <laughs> like, I'm... Like, I've had people come to me like, I want to fuck you. And I'm like, well, are you sure? Because, like, I'm not that, um, maybe I should go over here and play. Like, I'm not interested. Like, I am inept. Yeah, and there's inept. times where literally there is there's this one guy wearing, like, a tank, a NASA tank top. And he had glasses NASA. on. And the fact of, like, glasses and NASA, but then, like, ripped biceps. Oh, I was please. just like, like, come like on. And, and I'm just like staring him down, like stare, stare, stare him down. Be prepared when he turns around. Would not look at me. And I'm like, please just look at me. Please look at just me. Just look at me. Well, that's why we do a podcast. So people will look at us. Yes. Or at least listen. Anyway, let's get to some pride. Our lives were prideful, but pride is happening everywhere, especially at the Hellfire Gala. Hit it. I want your ex. Oh my goodness! Where do we start so, with this gala? The it's so Xbox. long. What is this week four? Week I know. four in this gala. It's such yeah. a fucking party. The Xbooks. Well, let's do these quick because we got a lot to talk about. So we won't do our typical in-depth coverage. And for all you new listeners, this is the show for in-depth coverage of the X-Men. Trust. We're just not going to do it this week. Yes, and we have We're the best opinions along. of the X-Men. <laughs> we do. Other people we might do. like other books and not like other books, but the we have that we know what's best. But ours are correct. You. Exactly. <laughs> and so listen, uh, we're going to skip through Wolverine because we hate it. Wolverine was but basically X-Force. Wolverine was basically X-Force, which we also hate. Oh, we just lost two listeners. <laughs> um, however, there were some key moments in this. I cite Sage finally smacking that Hank McCoy clean across his face. Yeah. His ass face. Yeah, basically like, moment. you made me do all this shit and now we're like fucked and it was stupid and it all blew up in our face and you're dumb. And she said a smack, which we love to see. We also love to see the queen of smacking people across the face, Miss Emma Frost, show up. Finally, her and Beast book. have a talk. And I, I, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be more like, what the fuck is wrong with you, you dumb piece of shit? She, I mean, she did say, like, my favorite line, she, like, something about, like, I bet you can rationalize any number of the world's horrors yeah, if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah. Yeah. And then she said, you're a bastard. You're a bastard. Yeah. I wish they referenced their friendship from before. I wish she said something kind of like just being like, "Where would like what happened to you? Like what is?" We've always been so close, and that's why I'm going to say this to you. We were all rooting for you. (laughs) We were all rooting for you. Um. So Wolverine. I tell you, who we're not rooting for anymore though is Christian Frost because he got murdered. He got murdered by who? Well, I'll tell you this. This is my big theory, Evil Jeff. I'm telling you, this is where you come for the X-Men theories. I think that was the beginning of Inferno. 
I think it was Mystique. Oh. I, think the, I think the fact that Mara- the Marauder, the boat that was stolen after Christian Frost was murdered from it, it was set ablaze to me that I was like, oh, Inferno. That was the spark that ignited an Inferno. Light the match. Light the match. That's what I think. I think it was Mystique. And I think she stole them logic diamonds. And I think she was the one who ordered them as Emma Frost in the first place. Right. Because she's going to fuck with some resurrection shit. Or she's going to resurrect Irene herself. I think this is what I think is going to happen. I think she is going to basically have her finger on the button of some type of bomb type of thing that literally she's like, I'm going to press this and it will not only blow up all of Krakoa, but the resurrection protocols. And I will literally genocide everyone, Xavier. Or you can just bring back Irene right now. Right now. Right now, what do you choose? TikTok. What's it going to be, Hotshot? Oh, shit. Um, then we had, uh, was Way of X next? Uh, we, Sword 6 technically was next because there is a sword spoiler in the background of Way of X. I think you know what I'm talking about. Oh, the, the Wanda stuff? Yes. Yes, okay. All right. I just, for some reason, I thought that was in the Nightcrawler one. No, it was the end of Sword. Surprise ending of Sword. Huge surprise ending. No, 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 but I'm saying I thought the, the preview was in the night court, was in Way of X. Um, to the way I read it, I read Sword first, and so I saw the Wanda showing up on Krakoa scene happen, and then I feel like Way of X kind of rehashed it. Oh, okay. It I read it, I reversed, I read it in the other yeah. order. Yeah, so you said preview, I said spoiler. Oh, okay. So do you, what, what do you want to talk about now? Are we going to talk about... What do you want to talk about? Are we going to talk friends? about Sword? We want to talk about Way of X. What about you? Let's talk about Way of X. No, I mean, let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. I have a problem. Is this an intervention? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to unpack. In Way of X, number three. Yeah, let's talk about Way of X. Um, um, Nightcrawler, so drunk. Nightcrawler gets drunk. I first thought he was on mushrooms, but it isn't. He literally oh, is just drunk because he is just trying to figure shit out. He's just going through it. And he's like, I need a drink. I need another. I need another. Which, same girl. Yeah, he's literally just trying to, like, figure the shit out. And that's the other thing is just, like, here's, like, this new world created by Magneto and Xavier. Oh, and by the way, they're keeping it on the down low that the evil being, psychic being of Magneto and Xavier is also around fucking with everything. Yep. And he, at the same time, he's, like, trying to, like, figure shit out. And here's the thing that's crazy. Who, now, if, you, if I had to ask you before this issue came uh, out. I know where who, this is going to go. What X-Men character do I hate the most? Who would you say, Brett? Stacy X. Stacy X. Hate her. However, she was, like, loved really her. loved her in this. She basically. She great. She basically started a brothel. And she's just like, oh, we need to create more. Uh, uh, mutants? That's great. Um, how? Why? The, the, what does that mean? Because look, all these people are fucking. And not only are they fucking, they're also get having babies and just dropping them on the doorstep like it's a fucking, like, 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 a, like it's at the, like a fire station. 
Like, my job is done. I made a mutant. Nobody uh, fucking wants these babies. And at the same time, we're also resurrecting millions of people. So it's like, do we really need to fuck if we're just resurrecting millions of people? Right. Like, what's the point of this? And what I love is, and another point she raises is people. So one thing I really loved about this issue, it was inherently about intimacy. And she said what the human race has forgotten is that intimacy helps heal trauma. Intimacy, other people, helps us get over our, our shit. And that's important. And that's what I'm doing here. In fact, Nightcrawler calls it a brothel and she smacks him. Yeah. Just so much smacking going on. Um, she's like, I'm trying to promote intimacy and I'm trying to promote responsibility via this brothel. Yeah, she's giving them a safe haven to like release, to release their energies. Literally the best little whorehouse on Krakoa. Yeah. Right? And who doesn't love Dolly Parton? Mm-hmm. I will always love you. Nine to five. <laughs> That's what I love how people always forget. I will always love you started from that musical. Oh, sure. Oh, that musical. Really? What? No. Yeah. I knew Dolly Parton. <gasps> I will always love you. She's singing it to Burt Reynolds. In Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. That's the first time stop that it. showed up. I, that's why that movie, that's why that song could not be nominated for Best Song at the Oscars. Because it was already oh. in a movie. Oh my In the 70s. God. You didn't know that? No. Everybody Google Dolly Parton singing, I Will Always Love You in Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. You won't regret it. This is educational. <laughs> I know. Well, honey, if we need to talk about Whitney and Dolly if we're talking about pride. <laughs> oh, we should do. Welcome to the Pride issue, everybody. And then also, Dr. Nemesis is going to fuck Dazzler. Um, oh, or he's just going to be nice to her. They're going to fuck. They're going to fuck. Like, oh, but I'm I mean, so but is Dazzler going to, I know, right? Is Dazzler going to now be part of the Way of X stuff? I want that. She she is on a cover. She's on an upcoming cover Good. with Nightcrawler and Onslaught. So she's very much part of the, like, the whole taking down of Onslaught. Dazzler is on board. Because that's the thing is Dazzler and Nightcrawler were never really X-Men at the same time. There's a few. No, there's a few really. here and there where they... But I, I, I want to see more of, like, what, what is their relationship about? Because Dazzler, I do think Nightcrawler is having also this... Because he comes from such a Christian background and Krakoa has literally split that open and where he has to kind of start over. And having, like, miss, like, gay fan base, like Rockstar Girl... That's going to be a good influence on him. That's what I think. I like that. And I also appreciate that Dazzler knows his daughter from an alternate dimension better than she knows him, maybe. Oh, that's true. Where's that? What she was on that Excalibur Nocturne. team. Where is she? She's in the Exiles. Oh, she's, in the, she's in the Cocoon Bowels. Good riddance. Uh, to bad rubbish. Um, so we love the lineup of this book. Although I hear this book is ending and it's going to give way to a new title a new like I think this is a limited run and it's going to give way to another limited run which is the Onslaught Revelation oh okay which is a title that was I don't know we'll see interesting but moving on to Sword Sword what an issue and so big issue this is the thing that's confusing me is what else do we talk about before we get to the WandaVision part I want to talk about Frenzy's look because she looks fucking beat as hell. And yeah. I mean that in a good way. Incredible. I want to talk about WizKids. WizKid, who a character you and I never thought we'd ever see again from our favorite crossover of all time. 
Also an androgynous icon. Well, he was always very snippy, like kind of like how Northstar was. So I guess people are like, oh, that means you're gay. If you're kind of snippy, you're gay. Like, which one were you in love with, Artie or Leech? Or were you just jealous that they were gay and they were in love? Yeah. Um, so bitchy to them. Yeah. So he's going on. But then basically they're all sword. Abigail is talking to kind of like all the like the diplomats of, you know, the universe, basically. And they're giving including, the new including my my girl, my icon, my queen from no surrender. Menticle. <laughs> Menticle. I, I was so happy to see Al Ewing's creation. Menticle. In this book, <laughs> I love Menticle. I love her. And basically, they're giving the new lay of the land. Of basically, it's like, hey, Mars is now the new capital. If you got shit going on, you come to Mars. You don't go to Earth. And uh, yeah, and, and Doctor Doom is like, says who? And then he's like, yeah, who's 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 the leader? Shit. And we got a leader for you. It's, and she said, motherfucker, you know my name. Yeah. It's fucking Storm. Brett called it. She said, you know, I called it. She said, you know my name. Ooh, I love her. And how do you turn down Storm? Like, I I also, I would love to see the call that Wakanda had to make back. Being like, yeah, so um, the new leader (laughs) of the solar system is is your ex-wife. Are you sitting down? (laughs) It's incredible, and she ain't talking, She ain't gonna take shit from anybody. And I'm so here for this era of Aurora Monroe. I'm so here for it. The only thing, though, is it's it's is kind of um, is that I am going to miss Storm. Um, like I feel like she's now going to be involved in so much space stuff that we're just not going to see her interacting with a lot of the regular X Men as much anymore. Well, which I hope true, she's still but working. I do think. I do think she's a, she's going to be a key character in this book. She's probably the new female lead. Sorry, Abigail of Sword. I do like the idea of Abigail Brandon Storm, like basically trying to decide the fate of of their solar system. Hell yes! I also love the idea of Reed Richards not being Doom's arch nemesis. Instead, I'd like it to be Storm. I would like Storm and Doom. To have that arch nemesis yeah. relationship, yep. Because she, she's worthy of that. She's worthy of going toe to toe, of being the opposite of arguably the best villain in the Marvel universe. Because she's arguably the best hero. But isn't Doom still kind of in the Guardians of the Galaxy? Is he still right? with them? I gotta catch up with that book. Because Star Lord was there, and then he's like, "Doom, what are you doing here?" And then I'm like, "But aren't you guys together?" So it's all I'm still. And that's the same writer. writer. Yeah. And Star-Lord has antlers. I need to catch up. Yeah, what the fuck did that happen? Well, yeah, how did that happen? I don't know what's going on. I do not know. And then it all ends with uh, Wanda showing up. Oh, my God. So Wanda shows up. And here's the thing. It's like we find out Magneto was always like, you're still my daughter. You've always been my daughter. Here comes. What did I say? What did I say Trial of Magneto is going to be about? But here's the thing I don't understand is why is he allowing like the marketing of the great pretender? Why is he allowing that marketing to go on? 
Well, I mean, he doesn't want to be uncool, right? He doesn't want to be like, yeah, <laughs> you know, she's actually pretty cool. All right, fuck me. All right. No, I know. I know what she did. All right. Yeah, he probably struggles with it, you know. No. And you need a Satan no. if you're going to start a society. Now, Pietro, fuck him. Who gives a shit? Fuck him. This is going to be the road to Wanda Maximoff being a mutant again. We are going to retcon the retcon. Because she's going to get murdered. She's going to be the dead body that's going to get murdered. Trial of Magneto is going to be like some weird Avengers Magneto thing. And she's going to be able to be resurrected. And yeah, the end, they're going to be like, wait a minute. Cerebro fucking backed her up. Uh, Can we kill Franklin then, then too and have that happen at the same time? I'm sure it will. And then the MCU is going to be like, that's right. Agatha, Wanda, Pietro, they're mutants. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. it. Fantastic uh, week. Oh, and then let's just talk real quick. I forgot to bring it up. There is um, gay, lesbian, astral sex that turns into an astral breakup oh, in Way of God. X. I forgot to bring that up. Yes. We're talking about pride. Loa and Mercury. Yeah. I have the note that like, but one of my pride highlights this week was how lesbianism was used as bait yeah. for a psychic monster. Yeah, and guess what? If there's a, never let two lesbians hear everything the other one is thinking. Oh my god! Are you insane? Well, I mean, I think Legion knew that it was all a trap. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Those poor lesbians. Well, I guess they'll each have to find solace in other lesbians. Not karma, though. No, she taken. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Well, should we get to it now? Oh, let's get to it now. All right, we read some other comics, because you gotta get a comic, gay comics. Hit it! You gotta get a comic if you wanna get ahead. So we had the gay issues of comics this week for Marvel, and previously there was a DC one, but I did not read that. I did. Do you want to go over that and tell me what happened? Did I miss anything? There... There's a few highlights I thought was really great. Um, first of all, you know we love awesome James Tinian the Fourth. He opens the book with a wonderful Batwoman monologue about Pussy. her sister Alice. Oh, okay. And how she always felt like she was the dark mirror of Alice, and a lot of that was because Alice knew how to be a girl the right way. Oh, interesting. It, it was, it's very insightful and relatable. Any queer person can relate to this monologue in that you felt like you were on the wrong side of the mirror. Yeah. You felt like everybody was doing it all correctly and you were not because you can't. Yeah. And it was very relatable and Smart, just like we expect from James Tinian. So I thought that was fun. Um, Steve Orlando, another gay writer who actually is the one who wrote the Somnus story in Marvel Pride, he did a story with the Midnighter and he revamped Extraño. So Extraño, this is interesting, Evil Jeff. Who the fuck is, is Extraño? Technically, the first openly gay character in comic books. 
The only reason it's actually North Star is because North Star came out and said the words, I'm gay. Extraño was from just sucking dick in glory holes and doesn't Was just sucking dick in glory holes. Like, that's it. Um, that's it. Called everybody girl, uh, dressed in a lot of pink. Actually referred to himself as anti extraño. Was he like, on a team? Flamboyant. He, I, I'm not sure, I, I think so, but it was like in some crossover called Millennium in oh, okay. 1988. But Extraño later, um, so he never really came out. In fact, there were editors that had a big problem with him being openly gay. He was ultimately killed by an HIV infection. Um, oh, Jesus he, Christ. Oh, it gets better. He contracted it from a fight with... And this is an actual term from the comic book, an AIDS vampire. An AIDS vampire. Wait, 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 stop! Is an AIDS, when they say AIDS vampire, do they just mean a vampire that has AIDS or a vampire who transmits AIDS? Like, it's, you don't have, is it just a vampire that happens to have AIDS or is it a specific... These are I all the AIDS know, vampires. But but this AIDS vampire is called the Hemogoblin. The Hemogoblin! <laughs> Bring that shit back. What the give fuck? Me, oh my god. Hemogoblin. Oh baby, we've come a long way. That's just crazy. Long, long motherfucking the way. The Hemogoblin is an AIDS an vampire. An AIDS vampire and killed Extraño. By giving him AIDS. He didn't even get to have it. They wouldn't even give, let him have it through gay sex. He had to get it through an AIDS vampire. Oh my so, god. Thank you. So a new Extraño was introduced in like 2016, 2017 in uh, Midnighter in the Apollo. But it was just kind of like a blip. But Steve Orlando brought brought this character back and, and like made him legit. Wait, how is he how did he how is he not back? Was he just on Well, you know, DC's always resetting itself, you know. Oh, 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 so it's just, oh, that's right cuz it's technically a different world. So, oh, okay. Yeah, or like yeah. Everything like starts over. over. Yeah. I forgot that DC does that. Yeah. Um and then this was interesting. Nicole Maines wrote a story about her trans character, Dreamer, who she plays on the CW Supergirl. Oh, okay. So they had Nicole Maines write a story of the character she plays on TV, the, the trans character she plays on TV, who is like a very popular um, hero in the Arrowverse uh, and is trans and is gaining popularity in the comics or actually made her comics debut in this Pride issue. Oh, so she was only in the Arrowverse before that. Right. Correct. Lovely. I love it. Yeah. So, you know, it's got your same writers. Like, Vita wrote something. Um, uh, I'm struggling. Uh, um, you know, other characters. Steve Orlando writes in both books. But um, overall, good. You know, and like, you know, there's a Renee Montoya. There's a Harley Quinn and Ivy. And there's um, Alan Scott, the original Green Lantern. Jesse Quick, who I didn't know is a lesbian. So, you know, DC has got... A healthy amount of queer characters, and it's really nice to see. But do you think they have, do you think Marvel still beats them out with gay characters? I will say this the difference between the two, I would say that Marvel probably has slightly more, but DC does have an abundance. Um, also, it's got a lovely personal note from Mark and Draco um, in the beginning of the issue, which is very nice. Uh, but I will say the DC 
books, it felt like it focused more on crime fighting, where the Marvel books focused more on relationships, and hey, ain't that the DC versus Marvel way? Yeah. So, it just, it, like, the Marvel one just felt more Marvel, more grounded, more relatable, more human. But the DC one, I don't want to take anything from it. It was, it was wonderful. In fact, I would think out of all the stories, DC and Marvel Pride, I think my favorite is James Tinian's Batwoman story. Oh my God, why don't you just go and suck James Tinian's dick while you're at it? I actually am right now. <laughs> That's how talented a podcaster I am. I am sucking James Tinian's dick <laughs> as I'm recording this show. But what did you think of the Marvel Pride? Um, because it's like anthology, I hate when, when I look and see something's 90 pages, I'm just like, oh, really? Really? Um, some of it was interesting. Some of them were really boring. Like, is She-Hulk bisexual? So I thought that was such a cop-out. That wasn't She-Hulk. It was a different... It was a trans... I believe that was a trans woman who modeled herself after She-Hulk because she was so big. Okay, I found that confusing. I was... Yeah, it was a little confusing. And even that writer, Crystal Frazier, she went on Twitter that was like, hey, She-Hulk fans, like, trans... um, People identify as trans, you're going to love She-Hulk or something along those lines. And everybody was like... And then showed a panel where it was like like calling herself Jen. And people legit thought that Jennifer Walters was going to come out as trans... It was confusing. Instead, it's Jennifer Harris, some new character. I thought that was very confusing. That was very confusing to me. Um, there was just a lot of other ones where I'm just like, uh, I'm just not that invested. Like Black Cat, I was like, uh. Yeah, that was Leia Williams, though. No, I know. And that's it was more no, just I like, I just didn't care. So it was just hard for me to get invested in the characters. Um, yeah. But then there's like ones that, but then as soon as it got to like X-Men ones, like Mystique and Destiny, I'm like, oh, that's fun. Them just, you know, from like the early 1900s murdering people that found out they're lesbians. Well, well, there's, so this is interesting. So that was Teeny Howard who wrote that. Do you, did you realize who that guy was who Mystique murdered? Who? That was Professor Moriarty, Sherlock Holmes's. Oh, oh that's hilarious. <laughs> and she, because Irene Adler, it's the same name as the, the, the woman from Sherlock Holmes. Oh, wow. Oh, so they're making it so that she is the Teeny woman. So made the it. call that she is the Irene Adler from Sherlock Holmes. I thought that was fascinating. Love it. Loved that. That was a highlight for me. Um, that was great. I loved... Um, Speed and Prodigy talking about bisexuality mm. and what that really means. And, Huge. And here's the one thing is I will say because they originally introduced it that Prodigy was bisexual because of his powers. That because yeah. he um, saw things from other perspectives that made him bisexual. And this they kind of tweaked it to be like less problematic. Being like, no, he was always bi. It's just being in that perspective, he actually was able to fully accept who he was and see yeah, how, and why like he helped was like, frame it. Yeah, exactly. In fact, he's like when he when he caught a whiff of Kitty's bisexuality, he was like, "Oh, now it has a name," or "There's someone else like me." <laughs> exactly. Um, but I relate to the fact when he's like, "What do you do around Colossus?" Like, you jerk you off. You just jerk keep off. Keep it in your stop. pants. I'm like, I get it. He's like, "How do you? How does a bisexual ex- like?" exist around Emma Frost and Colossus. I'm like, girl, I get it. Exactly. 
that was a highlight. Loved it. Um, what else was there before we get to the... We're going to save the new gay mutant for the end. Yeah. Well, I love the opening Luciano Vecchio's and like kind of like retrospective of like, here's the history of queer characters in the Marvel universe. I thought it was like very inclusive. Yes. Like it didn't really leave any characters by the wayside. It really was comprehensive. That's the word. So I love that. It even included like that caveman from the um, uh, 1 million BC Avengers. Right. right. Love that. I love the Alan Heinberg, Jim Chung page. Which Billy page? and Teddy's vows. Oh, right, 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 right. Love that. Um, and I loved Anthony Oliveira's Iceman backstory of him being in the closet. because <laughs> And then coming out to Magneto when he was coming to kill them. <laughs> it, was so it, was so, it was so weird. It was so weird. It was so weird. But yeah, like all of those I thought were the coolest moments in those books. And now, Karma has a girlfriend. Karma, yeah, Karma gets a girlfriend. Who was that person? I think a new character. I never heard of Galora before. Was she a mutant? She's on Krakoa. Yeah, she's at the. Well, I mean, it was the Hellfire Gala. It doesn't necessarily. Mean oh, she's true, a true, true. Well, she's. It was on Mars. It was the Mars after. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Okay. Is she a Rocky? No way. And uh, and then they're just doubling down on North Star's relationship, which is just like, how do we break this up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then there was the uh, Dakin has a crush on Anoli. What? Yeah, that was weird. And Gray Malkin, like and he Gray was about Malkin, to have like a threesome with them. Although Anoli, not about I mean, to. maybe not crush. I think I because Anoli is not of age yet. So correct. That's, like Dakin is like. When did he become our soft bisexual hero? I honestly think Dakin is one of those people who really needs to have like a deep dive. Because I think the real issues of how he is was starting to be explored in X Factor when he kind of tells everyone about, like, how he's talking about how his pheromones work. Yeah. I think being on Krakoa is the first... I think first, like, being with Scout and um, and Laura. Laura. It was the first mm-hmm. time he was like, oh, I have a family that doesn't treat me like garbage. Yeah. And I actually feel like I can belong. And then suddenly what was on Krakoa, and it's like, oh, there's a world where I can belong. And I think that kind of is like he suddenly feels safe. Like everything else was just him acting out and fighting out because he was just so unhappy. Yeah. But uh, I think he was just being nice to Anole. Sure. Because yeah. otherwise that's kind of gross because he's Making him like feel good 16. about himself. No. And then Grey yeah. Malkin, how him and Grey Malkin were like, I love you. And I'm like, well, then both of you just fuck. What's going on? Then fuck each other. <laughs> oh, Grey Malkin. I'm he's just, like, when I was buried alive for 200 years i was like oh can we unpack that i know right because my dad buried me alive because i was gay gay. oh i don't have any issues because of that give me a fucking break i also still want to know where is hindsight and uh benjamin d yes where where are they they? come on and let's get a little bit of uh some quentin choir bisexuality out there too just a little touch just as a treat but dakin uh also has um, apparently um, had a lover that really affected him because he pulled a magician's. It was a magician's. An episode, remember the magician's? It was. It was a magician's. Yes. It was the, the, the quest for the, um, the key. The, yeah. Yeah. In that episode of the magician's, uh, Quentin and Elliot uh, end up spending an entire life together and become lovers and grow old and die together um, in this kind of world. 
and and this like separate timeline and in this Dakin meets this guy they spend their lives together and then he wakes up and it was all part of this guy's mutant powers is he makes you dream he can make you dream an entire life with him he can control yes. your dreams and yes. he was like bye and that guy then decided to be to not be out and then got married and lived a whole life and died and i think this is the biggest takeaway they have never yet addressed a mutant that has died of old age being resurrected as a young person again until now this is the first time and i honestly feel that is the most important thing out of this because i think the character is kind of stupid and i think the power is kind of stupid so but the idea now that it's like oh when you grow old and you die you come back do it again as a 20 year old i would ask i would like my i would honestly ask to come back as a child i want to do it all again i want to do it all again Moira's like, no, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, careful. Careful what you wish for, bitch. But do you, like, wasn't, to me, this was a little emotionally manipulative, or I'm sorry, literally manipulative of, like, basically I'm going to mind control you to fall in love with me. But here's the thing. Is he, but it looked like, was he doing it on purpose or was he just asleep and or that happened? It was like mutant, yeah, mutant power out of control. I Like I thought about it later. I was like, oh, okay. So I don't think it was intentional. Oh, I think if it was intentional, then fuck him. Then, oh my God. But I honestly feel his powers are in control. Happened. But people are like, oh, it's this new mutant that's happening. Here's this new mutant. I'm like, what the fuck use is he? Right. You're never going to see him again. What? What is, who can, him and uh, what's, what what's the 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 drag queen shade? What's her name? Yeah, Dark Vale. Dark Vale. For some reason they changed her name to Dark Vale. What was her name originally? Shade. Oh, Shade. So Dark Vale and Somnus are just going to be in the background of next year's Pride issue, like Hi. having a drink. Yeah. I don't know. Like maybe they gave Somnus a costume and everything. Maybe there's plans. It would be weird. Right. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. In our dreams, 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 dreams. When they said that he was going to have an interesting history with the X-Men, I thought for sure he was a runaway from Xavier's Institute from the 05 because Xavier like probably called them the F word or something. <laughs> and Bobby was like, well, I'm not coming out. <laughs> Him and Bobby fingered each other in the danger room. All right, well, let's get right. to some gay stuff on television that we watched. Or buy stuff, to be more exact. Hit it. Someone who watch superhero sci-fi stuff with me. All right. Loki, Loki, Loki. Loki, Loki, Loki. Finally. Episode three. Admitted to Sylvie. Six. Um, the female version of Loki. Um, which, which we're still on the cusp of like, is it really Loki? Is it really not someone else? I feel it still could be either way. You feel it's not. You feel it's definitely not. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I think she works for another Loki, but we'll get to that. I mean, I feel that that's kind of what it's leading to, but right now there's nothing definitive either way. Everything's up in the air. The only thing definitive definitive. is that that character is a character in the Marvel Universe. I mean, mean, in the comics. Um, That is not Loki. Uh, But uh, Sylvie um, 
basically, uh, Sylvie asks him of like about love and they have this interesting conversation on love. And then basically she's like, and princesses or princes. And then he's like, you know, a little of both. So you're just like, damn. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, the showrunner, I forget her name. I want to say Catherine Heron, um, said that that was something that was very important to her was to establish a canon queer character in the MCU and for it to be Loki. Love it. Which it feels great. I love it. And like to be on Disney plus for a major Marvel character to come out as queer. That's significant. And this episode was very, um, I thought more would happen. Um, I, I actually had a very negative reaction. The bisexuality moment aside, I thought this episode, this episode gravely disappointed me. Well, I just felt like I was like, it felt like it was like, rather than going from like point, a to point B, it went from point A to point eh. <laughs> like it, it didn't. Right. I was like this. It went nowhere. Like, uh, yeah. And I'm just kind of like, th- there's only a certain amount of episodes. This, this is they, they should have six. They should have got they need to be because clearly they're not going to die on this planet or wherever they're at. They're not going to die. So how about we get them off of there and move the plot along? It. The plot was on pause. The, the the bisexuality moment aside, the character development was on pause. We learned nothing new about Sylvie. We didn't even learn that much new about Loki. It basically was establishing like a trust between them. Sure. And then the other thing yeah. is like, hey, if Loki can telekinetically stop a building from falling on them Here and it lift is. it back up, why can't they telekinetically jump on the goddamn spaceship? So I think that was our clue as to what this episode was really happening. This episode felt purposeless, but it has to have a purpose other than to establish that trust. I think that was a lovely byproduct or side quest. But I feel this episode is a setup, and I mean that in two ways, both ways. One, I think there's going to be a payoff to it next episode, a reveal. And two, I think it's a setup in that it's a con job. It's an illusion. I think that telekinetic moment was telling that this isn't. Oh, so she's basically in his head trying to get information. But he at the same time could be in her head thinking that she's in his head trying to get information. I think there's like a inception mind fuckery going on. Yeah. And I'm not sure which trickster is has the upper hand but i think it's like you're in someone's head who's in someone's head who's in someone's head who's in someone's head yeah but i feel like that could have happened i'd want that reveal in that episode right it took too long exactly it took too long it took too long to get there like get to it and i'm snapping my fingers if you've got six episodes Each episode has to count. Come on. So get to it. Chop, chop. You can't start with WandaVision. If you start with WandaVision, it's like, honey, we're, that that's the new Bible. Everything has to be of that caliber. I'm watching WandaVision again, even before this news of like the altered final scene, which is total bullshit. Wait, what? Like there was, it was going on the internet today that Disney Plus uploaded a new episode seven of WandaVision and it has a new post credit scene at the end or like a... It does, like, I, something was altered, maybe, like, the trees, like, I don't know, 
nothing overt has been altered. And people think this like lighting trick is Doctor Strange in a cape, like floating through the woods. I'm like, it is a fucking lens flare. You fucking assholes. So basically, they probably saw something wrong and just re-uploaded it to like fix some right. some technical error. Right. And now everyone's reading right. into it. Correct. Jesus Correct. Christ. Exactly. The X-Men are in the MCU. No. But I'm watching it again because it is a masterpiece. Oh, it's... it's, it's I, I mean, that's the thing is there's shows... Because that's the thing. It's like there's superhero shows and then there's the comedies, there's dramas. It is still, out of everything, comedies, dramas, everything, it is still, for me, number one. Nothing has come close. Number one. To beating nope. it. Nope. Number one. We are now in July. We're over halfway. We're only, what, five months away from our best of 2021. Bring it. Bring me something that's going to be WandaVision. It's going to be a very boring show. (laughs) Spoilers. It's going to be WandaVision across the board in our best of. But they're all, everyone's voting all across LA. It's all of the For Your Consideration posters or billboards Ooh. are everywhere you don't have those yes. in new york do you yeah no we do not no. every every huge billboard is literally just for your consideration um wandavision for your consideration hacks like all of that shit is hands wow. up everywhere well both deserve awards and can we get gene smart in the mcu um who would Gene Smart? I've actually restarted watching Designing Women. I'm <laughs> just like, <laughs> this show is fucking good. <laughs> this was such a good show. Um, Gene Smart. Who would Gene Smart be in the MCU? Charles Xavier. <laughs> How about let's make Gene Smart Destiny? Destiny. There let's you do go. It. Boom. Boom. Also, Nightcrawler. No, don't put her through that makeup. She can do any... Oh, that's true. I wouldn't want... She could do it, but I wouldn't want to put her through it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's I think that's everything gay. That was the gayest of comic books. I know. And that's what starting... Uh, next week, we are going to be CBS Legacy, Comic Book Straits. That's right. We're doing nothing gay all, from now on. We have on. milked all the gay out of yes, us. Yes, the gay is All the gone. gay was milked out of me during Pride. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you for thank being you. gay. And if you're not listening, or if you're not listening, if you are listening and you aren't gay, I hate to break it to you, you are. Because if you read comics, well, guess what, baby? That makes you... No. Queer. Yes. Omega level queer. Happy Pride. See you next year. Well, next week. Pride will be next year. Bye. Bye. Bye.